This podcast is proud to be part of the Blueberry Network. That's blueberry with no E's dot com. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Transpersonal Radio with Angela Lynn Gibson. Remember, your thoughts upload your reality. Think wisely and always prepare to ignite. Welcome. Welcome to Transpersonal Radio. Transpersonalradio.com. Real talk for real life. Inspiring podcasts. Exploring personal empowerment. empowerment. And transformation. Through parapsychology, spirituality, and how your thoughts Up. upload your reality. And now your host, Angela. Angela L. Gibson. Hey, I want to give a shout out to Steve Schoen an accomplished professional voice actor and audio producer who created my new intro and outro for Transpersonal Radio. Steve is based out of the Sacramento, California area. If you'd like to hire Steve for voiceover work, you can find him at soundsofmyvoice.com. That's sounds with an S, soundsofmyvoice.com. Steve is also an event entertainer and wedding DJ. If you want to liven up your event with a truly talented and fun personality, Check out SacramentoWeddingDJ.com. You can also find Steve on Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com slash Steve.Shown. That's S-C-H-O-N. Thanks, Steve. This podcast was originally recorded 14th November 2010. This podcast is part one of a two-part series where John Winger and I explore finding your spiritual being. We discuss spirituality from John's perspective as a practicing druid while exploring wider topics such as ego and materialism versus spirituality, the experience of spirit in human form, human frailty, the effect of technology on spirituality, and broader sociological and community impacts on self and spirit. bass player for local Placer County rock and blues band Lightning Hand and Homegrown Sounds and Practicing Druid is here to speak with me again today about the Druid faith and practice of Druidry. John, I just wanted to thank you for taking time to do this podcast with me today. Oh, my pleasure. Last time we were together, we were talking, we kind of did an overview, a primer of the Druid faith. And this time I wanted to kind of get to a little more information, a little more detail and let people know... um, more about where you're coming from with the Druid faith and the information that you have to offer. So let's talk a little bit about your background in the Druid faith. Uh, how long have you been a practicing Druid? I would say it's going on 17 years. Um, I was a pagan before that, um, for like six years before that. I, I just didn't know what path to follow. So one day I was reading a book and, and I read about Druidry and I read what they do and what their thoughts and their feelings and and how they learned uh, their spiritual experience from the world. And I, it was like you know, love at first sight, you know, first hearing about uh, Druids. I, I just, it was just like, this is what I personally need to do. So what appealed to you about the Druid faith as opposed to all the other options out there? I, I think that the Druid faith... For me, the Druid path for me allows for more expansion upon what um, spirituality, um, more expansion on the, the pantheon of gods and goddesses. It, it gives you a little bit more freedom to 
to take in. Like, as I said before, the Druids often travel and they would bring back information from different places and, um, and then they would add it into their spirituality or their practices or their um, uh, rituals. So it's more of an open system and more of a curiosity about different cultures, different belief systems, different ways of doing things. They're, they're, it's more of an open as opposed to a closed system. Yeah, I believe so. There's there's several different you know, branches of Druid, I guess you would say, which I like to say because it's a tree. So. Huh. Um, and there are, don't get me wrong, there are guidelines. There are certain writings and certain stories and certain songs and things that need to keep intact. That way, the history of the Druids is kept intact, if that makes sense. The tradition. Absolutely. Because, I mean, before there was writing, I mean, the Druids didn't do any writing, really, until the Christians came in and said, well, let's, you know, some of the, uh, uh, I think it's St. Guinevere, actually, she really enjoyed the Druids and was trying to get some of it written down and on the paper. But of course, that was was destroyed by actually another say. Yeah, but, that's that's a shame. You know, so the the history of the Druids is um, the Druids, the Celts, everybody was written into poems and songs and stories. And the Druids learned these, and they learned the words. They didn't change the words of the songs. They didn't change the words of the stories. Each one was into its own interpretation of, of inflection of how you say it, and emotion, and all that. But that's what it was meant to do, was to evoke emotion and to invoke visual um, sound. Because the more senses that you invoke when you're telling a story, or you're singing a song, or you're, you're, you're giving history, the more parts of your brain are active and the more parts are the more likely it's going to remember something so you hear a tune or you have a sense of smell or you have a feeling and you can, and it will draw you into that to help you remember the history that makes sense uh even from, from a physiological standpoint i know when i used to teach physiology we um we used to talk about that the best way to invoke a memory is when you have engaged all five senses or six senses, but in the science community, we deal with the five. So when you're, when you're invoking the five senses in the experience of an event, you're more likely to remember that. And that memory will be triggered Mm -hmm. by a song or a smell or a sight. Absolutely. It's stronger when you have more than one of those elements coming Mm -hmm. together. And the other thing, too, is when you look at, when I look at nature, you know, I mean, I see certain animals and it'll come back to, um, like I said, poems or songs that the the Druids were involved with. And it's just, you know, that whole story falls out in front of me right there. So That's wonderful. You mentioned that you were a pagan for about six years before following the Druid path. Have you ever experienced or participated in any other religions or faiths or beliefs? Oh, I, we actually, we traveled, went from different churches and to different um, types of stylings of, of spirituality. I'll use that instead of religions because some people think that, they're, you know, they're more, it's more of a spiritual-based thing. But yeah, we went, uh, we went around. There were several um, large groups um, in Sacramento, one here in Loomis, actually, um, run by Deborah Luna which is the Earth Central, which she has the, the shop, and then next door is a, is a place to have a ritual. And Lady, Lady Luna just uh, 
introduced me to several. She let different uh, pagan groups from the area perform different rituals and uh, for different times of year. And so um, for about six years, I sat back and listened and I didn't hear as much about the Druidry because there wasn't as many, it wasn't as active in this area. I was reading a Celtic shamanism book and it talked about the Druids and it talked about the way that they viewed the world and the way that they would uh, soothsay or, or, you know, they would do different types of things. And it, and what it was, was that this just said, okay, this is what I need because I've always been in tune with nature and I've always had a affinity for animals. People, you know, tell, don't pet my dog, you'll bite. And next thing you know, they come in the room and tell my lap. You know, <laughs> that kind of stuff was occurring. And, and it just seemed to tie it all together for me. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. My decision. Well, I was talking to some friends from a group. Uh, it's called the Grove uh, of the Oak, and it's in the Sacramento area. Um, one of the groups that I recommend that if you do want to go check out different styles of spirituality, although it was a Druid-started um, spiritual group, it is still encompasses all kinds of uh, different types of beliefs, and it also has classes, uh, all kinds of uh, really good things. But I was... Um, meditating at, at the river and it was during the spawning season of the salmon and I uh, I meditated I made a little rock thing and I put like a little mini stone hinge and I put a candle and I closed my eyes and I meditated to breathe Bridget and there's another god called Fion and the, these are the two I picked for my dream path and I opened my eyes and here's the salmon I'm not kidding you swimming up on to the shore and it was like it was looking at me wow and it's and i went back and i did some more study and research and one of the god the god that i picked for my male presence was beyond he um he is an embodiment of kind of like the uh, you know it goes maiden mother crone well he he is the the, the, the lad the man and the elder and but he was also known to come in the guise of the santa and so That's interesting. when I read that, it was kind of goosebumpy. Absolutely. Kind of, okay, here's where, here's where I'm going. That's okay. I started looking for, for uh, practitioners in the area that, that, that practice and teach. Can you, for our listeners who may not be familiar with the concept of maiden, uh, mother, and crone, and uh, that, that whole concept, can you kind of explain that a little bit? Okay, I'll, I'll try to do justice in, in, a, in, in a somewhat brief explanation. Um, it goes. It starts out with maiden, which is the young woman, the, the women until they reach uh, their physical maturity, which is when they start their menstruation, which means that they're now able to bear children. And so that's when they turn into the uh, mother. Okay, so it starts out maiden, and then it's mother. And then they also go through another cycle. Women go through menopause, which changes their, makes them unable to bear children and so then they become crone and you know i find it's it's funny people try it sometimes with age you know well i'm this old you know i'm i'm naturally this but i think that those stages are earned and that they're they're gained um through some type of communion with the gods or goddesses that you believe in i don't i don't think just because you've gone you you know, started menstruation, that you become the mother aspect. You can be a mother, but you're maybe perhaps not ready on your path to become the mother with the crone as well. You're, you're biologically 
at that stage, but you're not necessarily spiritually at that stage. You know, not in these days and time, mm-hmm. because you know, in the in the early days of the original nine tribes and all, you can go back. People weren't living past. If you live past thirty-two, you were a person. You bet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the the stages were actually um, taught, and the stages were actually practiced. I'm sure. Yes, exactly. And, and you know, you bring up a really interesting point. Actually, I was having a discussion about this with a friend of mine the other day, and I said it's really uh, I don't I don't quite understand the disconnect right now between uh, being physically able to bear children at the age of twelve, thirteen, fourteen, mm-hmm. when obviously. There is no emotional uh, responsibility, financial responsibility, or capability, uh, mental, emotional, or, or financial capability to take care of this child, and yet you're physically able to produce a child. There's an, a disconnect. Exactly. But from the perspective of, you know, hundreds of years ago, dying off at 35 mm-hmm. uh, makes a little more sense. I'm just uh, trying to catch up in my mind how that's still going on today because we're living, you know, with medical advances, technological advances, we're, we're living well into the 80s, 90s, 100. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that what that has as causes, I think as we were, became living longer. And, and I think that, um, and this is just a, a personal view, is that I think that we've lost the... Um, Community, we've lost. Um, you know, I've asked people this question before. I said, "How many of your neighbors that live around you can you name by name? How many have met you actually got into their home? How many?" And zero. Right. <laughs> A lot of people don't know. You know, even mm-hmm. the people next door to them. And so it's it's if we're not if we don't have a sense of community, how can we have um, create and help to build a sense of, of responsibility? Absolutely, for the masses mm-hmm. and uh, for for everybody. It's it's just that you know in the day, like I said before, when the Celts and everybody, um, I mean, when a woman, you know, like I said, started menstruation or, or a young female became started that. Um, it was a big celebration. It was a party. It was it was the, a rite. It was a passage of rites. It was all these things. And and so many times I've heard people say things to young women like, "Oh, you you know you don't want that. You don't want that to start. You don't want this. You don't want that." And and through that, I think that that and it's not just females. It's males alike. Males have their roles that they need to to learn too, but they're not learning them due to the fact that they don't have a tight knit relationship with the community. Therefore the community is not helping them and not saying this is a wonderful thing. This is a joyous occasion. This is a time of, of growth and, and, you know, especially spiritually too, because although, you know, I mean, it, it is considered when they hit puberty and it's the same thing for the males, you know, it's when they're, they hit puberty is, a time of mass confusion and all kinds of changes of physiological changes. Absolutely. And I don't think that people are preparing their children as well as they could be prepared. And I'm not saying that it's the parents' fault. I'm saying that we've fallen away from spiritual paths. Um, I know people say I go to church or I go to my pagan meetings or I go to this or I go to that. But it's the same thing just because you go and just because you donate not mean that you're walking 
Right. Absolutely. And, and that's, a, that's an excellent point. I think we have gone away from community oriented to independent separation. Yes. Me first. What do I need? You know, what do I, I got, I've got to get mine. Not worried about you. And we are so focused on an end goal that I think we have completely lost focus of community spirituality, the true practice of spirituality, the daily practice of spirituality. The human cycle. Absolutely. The natural evolution of the human experience mm-hmm. has been dampened and damaged. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. No. I think that the lack of community, rather than finding things that separate us, we need to really, I feel a lot of people need to find what, what connects us. And for you, that was the Druid faith. You found the Druid path that really spoke to you. Absolutely. And it, and it gave me that connection. And I, you know, I always tell people, you know, spirituality is a connection with the Earth, Mother Earth. And realize that Mother Earth is just such a minute portion of reality. I'm talking about the universe of reality that... Um, sometimes we look out the window and we look at the sea and we see a tree that's huge. We think these things, our proportions have gotten shifted. I mean, now instead of uh, in the beginning of the of the Celts and spirituality and language, they were, what's out there? Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? What are these stars doing? What is this? And, and I think that somewhat the human race got so tied up in that we already know this. Mm stuff that they've lost that awe a sense of wonder of nature and the universe and the connectedness of energy yes yes absolutely hey there for you listeners of transpersonal radio audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service i recommend you check out crush it why now is the time to cash in on your passion by gary vaynerchuk or Mindset, The New Psychology of Success by Carol Dweck. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash transpersonal radio. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash transpersonal radio for your free audiobook. When you decided you were going to get started in the Druid faith, you're sitting on the riverbank, you're meditating, you're contemplating your choices, you're saying, I've been on this pagan path, and it's interesting, but it's a little flat for me. It doesn't really resonate. Mm-hmm. I'm going to consider this the Celtic shamanism leading into yes. Druid. You're sitting on the, on the riverbank, you're thinking about all these things, and you have this spiritual experience with the salmon in nature which to me is an enormous sign. And you decide, this is it, I'm going to move forward. This is the path I want to follow. Did you seek out a group or a teacher? Did you become a solitary practitioner? How did you move forward from there? I First, I bought all the uh, reading material that I could. And, um, um, you know, there's some neo-paganism books in there too as well. Um, I mean, I've read... I've read books from lots of different authors, and if you'd like, next time when we start talking, I can bring a list of all the authors. Absolutely. And give you an idea of what some of the stuff that they did, they've done. Um, you know, I mean, although Raven Grimasi is, is is Italian practitioner, which is Strega, 
um, I've actually sat and had through uh, the pagan pride, I actually got to sit down and, and talk to this gentleman. And um, even he said, you know, yeah, you're Drew. Okay. Although the Strega and the is has quite a bit of overlapping. There are different, you know, traditions and different things. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to overgeneralize. intent or setting intention and the importance of intent in any spiritual practice. You know, I, I've, I've been contemplating that a lot and I've been using that word a lot. I, uh, I learned it from this wonderful woman and she, when I was in early learning of spirituality, when I was also learning to do shrine or to do cards and readings. And, you know, I mean, it, it is, what is, you know, you have to sit, I have to sit down and I have to say, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for a good positive reason that's going to have a good positive impact on the my surroundings? Or is it because of my ego? I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's kind of a, an easy look. Not that I always see it. You know, here, here we go. You know, um, so let me make a quick disclaimer. I, I'm a practicing... Um, I practice or I learn and grow spiritually, but to me, being a, being the true spiritual being that's inside my human form, when it's done, then I will be spiritual, quote unquote. Does that, that makes sense? It does. You know, let's talk about that for a minute because that's an excellent point. Are we spirits? In human form. Yes, I think I think we are. My belief system. And so there inherently becomes a more of a challenge. We're spiritual beings in human form. We've chosen to be spirit in human form. So with that comes frailty, imperfection miscommunication, misconception, disconnection. I don't think we can be completely spiritual until we've ascended and separated from, from human form. Yes, that's and, 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 you know, we were talking earlier and I said this, I said, I love that when people come up to me and say, yeah, I'm on a spiritual path as well. I have had people come up to me in, in many different faces and forms and say, you know, yeah, I'm very spiritual. It's like, whoa, I, I, I can't and maybe it's because I can't perceive myself being that in this current form, total spirituality or towards totally spiritual. Um, I understand the concept of spirituality. I understand what it means to me. And, but it's, it comes back to this. What is my intent? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that when people claim ego and when they don't use disclaimers and they don't, and they say things, it's, it's, it's an ego um, yes. thing. And, you know, like I said, like you said, the human frailties, you know, I, you know, I, I walked away from a few things for a little while because of some people and thank God and goddess that 
people probably backing him. Mm-hmm. It's that's it's not it's I remove myself from spirituality such as I believe that the human race has removed themselves from the problems of the world and from the creative problems that that I believe that I believe that too much technology too fast really corrupted when you had to ride your horse over to somebody's house, you had to go over there. You went over there and stayed for a day or two. You didn't drive over, have dinner, make small talk, and leave. Ah, so there was a deeper sense of connection with a purer intent. Yes. I believe so. I believe so. I, I, you know, like I said, community. Yes. And to me, people say there's small communities or the community of this or the community of that. But when you can't, you know, you can't name specific people from each one of the different communities, then how in touch are we yes. as a human? You know, and interestingly enough, we can take technology with the proper intent and use it for community. The whole point of, of being able to do these podcasts is to be able to reach out to people I wouldn't normally be able to reach out to people that you wouldn't normally be able to speak to. Mm-hmm. We're able to do that because of technology. Absolutely. But what is our intent? Mm-hmm. And that has to be front and center. Oh, I am an avid believer of if you want, want to talk to me and we're probably going to go over 10 or 15 minutes, I'm going to come over to you or I'm going to ask you to come over to me. Yes. I believe the phone's handy. I even believe, you know, texting on the phone's handy all the way. Not, I'm not a big fan of text. <laughs> not a big fan of email. Yes. Um, when you're doing business mm-hmm. and you're doing certain things, Absolutely. fabulous. Yes. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. You're expressing yourself uh, emotionally or you're spiritually or any of those types of ways. The words just don't carry the weight of the eye contact, the inflection of your voice, your body language, the energy the to hug the person, the ability to. Well, I believe that you can still connect to somebody energy wise hundreds of miles away. Yes. The thing is, is that we don't make pilgrimages anymore. You don't hear about that anymore, pilgrimages. You hear about a few people, but those are usually a lot of times, except for a few people that I know that, that don't have a lot of money backpacking from here to there, across Europe or to the Holy Lands or to India or all these places I'd love to go. <laughs> but in now's day and age, with the fast pace of life, we, we're going so fast that we run right past all these things that are just as fabulous as making money and uh, you know, and doing the, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, I ask somebody, it's like, how are you doing today? What's up with you? Well, I've got a job. I've got a BMW. I've got a two-car garage and a pool. Oh. Oh. Fabulous. Yes. <laughs> that's a human doing it. Yes. I'm asking about how the human being is. Oh, well, let's talk about that because that's the, the a lot of times, I would actually venture to say most times. In today's society, when someone says, how are you? They're not really asking, how are you? They're just, oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, fine, fine. Yeah, great. Okay, and move along. Don't bother me. I don't really want you to take my time. I don't want you to honestly answer that question. And God forbid you should answer that question and say, you know, today kind of sucks. I'm not in a good mood today. Oh, no, no, I can't. No. I... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So when you're asking someone, how are you? Mm-hmm. Not only are you sincerely asking, how are you? But you're asking, how is your spirit today? Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. It's it's much much deeper most of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, here we go again. We talk about becoming frailty. You know, I mean, I was raised in this uh, era, in this century of go, 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 push, 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 make money. Uh, the more fling and bling you have, the, the you know, the better you are, or, um, you know, it's got to be the balance. It's about balance. It's not about, I mean, because there's overachieving and overdoing things. And, you know, we just... Don't often take your time to just take a breath and say, you know what? <sighs> yes. Hey, okay, now I can see clearly. Just think that people, it does, it comes back to, you know, it comes back to the community. Yes. It comes back to building healthy relationships, building stylings, and uh, building who you are as a person and the encouragement of that to be who you are as a person. I mean, I could go off on a tangent in a hundred different ways with this this tidbit of topic that we just brought up. I think the number one thing I would tell people is, is slow down. You know? Slow down. I don't know how often I tell myself this. You know? Slow down. What is the hurry? Yeah. What is the hurry? Yeah. So, when we're talking about intent, particularly intent in a spiritual practice, what is your advice for people? If they're living this lifestyle of immersed in technology, they're on their iPhone, they're on their droid phone, they're watching TV, they're on the computer, they're rushing here and there, they're driving their BMW down the interstate to work, they have no time, they have no time, they're going through McDonald's drive through Ah, what is my spiritual intent? Yeah. Well, let's, let's first of all, let's realize there's people driving Volkswagen and working in burger joints at all. So absolutely. The same exact uh, feelings and emotions. Yes. I tell people that sometimes I'm like, okay, you know what? You, you listen to a person, although the experiences aren't the same, the things aren't the same, but are they expressing grief, anger, sadness, all these things? Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Those are all things you can grip and pull together to, to look at it. Intent to me means that I need to examine what parts of my life aren't working. Um, I have to be able to be willing to understand that there's people that are really close to me and they're going to say things that might actually upset me, hurt me, or piss me off. But I doubt it's their intent to do that. Unless, it, I mean, because if I have somebody that I'm close to and I feel spiritually attached to, then you know what? Yeah, I, I, I need you to piss me off once in a while. I need you to make me cry once in a while. I need you to make me laugh once in a while. And there's there again, the intent comes back to balance. Okay, so when I'm focused, when I'm I'm advising somebody perhaps on finding their spiritual being is to stop and make perhaps a list of what they want, what spirituality means to them, and then take time and look at all that that list and say, how much of this am I really doing? How much if I'm saying I'll do it tomorrow? Mm, that's a good one. To do it tomorrow. That's a good one. Ah, I'd rather watch Shrek in 3D tonight. I'll deal with spirituality tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I mean, the, the intent thing and, and taking a breath thing, the reason why that that's clearly on my plate today is because it is on my plate today. Mm-hmm. I, as everyone else, have my own little things that I get caught up into. Mm-hmm. And when I notice that I'm not happy or frustrated or angry, it usually means that I've broken 
the healthy pattern that I've, you know, I've, I've taken a lot of time to create. And so I have to go back. And it's all about going back and, and figuring out what it is I need to clear off my plate table. What do I need to do today? I first started questioning my spirituality and my growth. And due to the fact that I had gone, I had become clean and sober at a certain point in time because drugs and alcohol were interfering with my spirituality. And so, you know, um, I was introduced to the idea of the higher power. I'm trying to tread lightly. And in my search of higher power, that's when I came up with some of the spirituality groups. So I looked up spirituality and I saw these groups. And that's when I started attending these things. That's when this all came about that my higher power became Mother Nature, which in turn became the universe. A lot of my intent nowadays is to find like-minded people and so that I can keep my spirituality on my plate as to try to work hard on myself. The best way to teach somebody is through example, not telling them what to do. I mean, yes, we have to ask, answer questions and yes, we can give direction and yes, but it, 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 how it's interpreted and how it's put forth in the individual person is individual. Yes. If a person finds himself or herself in a situation where they're saying, you know, something's off here and I really need to re-examine, I need to find balance in my life. I need to find a spiritual path. Is Druidry for me? I, I see what you're saying. I think the most important thing is to, is, is as I, I stated in the last podcast, was that there's lots of different paths out there. And it's, it's for me, um, learning and reading is intent. My intent is now I have, if I'm reading and learning, I have intent. If I'm sitting back on, I was spiritual or more spiritual. Gosh, I wish this or, you know, um, it's, you know, we used to make a, a, a joke. You know, you're hungry. Oh, oh, I'm really hungry. If you don't get your butt up out of the chair, go into the kitchen and make yourself something to eat, you're going to remain that way. Yes. Spirituality is the same thing for me is I need to go out there and I need to eat of the plate of spirituality. Yes. And, like I said, you know, I mean, I was introduced because I, I, I grew up here in Loomis to Earth Central at a, at a younger age, and I've been very intrigued by it. And um, through that, I, I, I mean, I walked in the door and I, I probably met five different practitioners with five different types of um, practices. And I talked to each one and I listened and... Um, you know, some of them were too constraining. Some of them were too loose. Some of them were this and that. It's like trying on a pair of shoes. You know what I'm saying? Each shoe manufacturer makes it the size a little bit different. You bet they do. Especially with vanity sizing, which goes back to ego. (laughs) (laughs) And so it goes back to trying them on. Yes. If you, you know, um, that's one of the things that I, I think about the intent too is and um yeah i'm a little bit of a geek too but it goes back to star wars with with uh with yoda you know there is no try there is do or do not uh-huh. so 
you're you either if you say you're going to try a spiritual path, then you have to walk it. Otherwise, you can't really um, you can't understand whether or not it's right. It's right for you. But if you look at a piece of pie, go man, it looks good. You don't know if you don't take the bite. Yes. And we're scared as human beings. A lot of times, we're so we're so filled with um, fears. And once again, it's the mass idea of humanity right now. To me, is that you know that, that they've created so many needless, unnatural fears. What are we afraid of? <laughs> All right. So, how many podcasts are you going to Oh, as many as it takes. <laughs> It goes back to somewhat of the animalistic fear sometimes. The fear, I think that I think that what I've noticed from talking to people, one of the number one fears is the fear of being alone. Ah. Which means basically probably a fear of relationships or healthy relationships. Um, and that will stem for everything. Because, I mean, when I talk about relationships, I'm not just talking about boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend. I'm talking about... I have friends as a relationship. I have a relationship with my folks. And as my folks, I'm a son. To my son, I'm a father. To, you know what I'm saying? To each thing, I have a role yes. in it. And and I think that some roles we're afraid of. Or I, I, I think we've become gluttonous on, on things that don't matter and just ignoring things that do matter. The fear of being alone. We're afraid of being alone, and so we become gluttons in filling ourselves with all these things that we think we need to cover up that emptiness, to fill the void. Yes, yeah, and that's and that's essentially um, people look at. And once again, it comes back to numbers again. How many friends do you have? How many things? But you know that doesn't matter. Facebook friends are real friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What are we talking about here? What's the quality of that friendship? Yes. What is the intent of that friendship? My intent of this friendship is to get hooked up. Is it to be feel better than? Is it to manipulate? Is it to make money? Is it to, or is it to explore this person as another individual being or a spiritual entity that's trapped inside this flesh and blood? Some of the different organizations or paths a person might choose from in the Druid faith. In the Druid faith, you know, the, there's um, there's so many different. I mean, sects within each sect. Um, the two that I was became aware of, um, which was Oba, was the the order of, of, of bards, Ovids, and Druids, which is basically we talked a little bit about. When you become a druid, you know, they took the children at five or even earlier, some of them, and started training them. But this, they started in a barge training. And I'll get I'll come back to that. There's the ADF with with ADF, which is what uh, Isaac Barnett started. 
Um, and there's several other different ones out there. Those are the two that I, and the Gwynethian, which is what I, I took most of my, my experiences tied in with that because it comes, that comes over from Wales. Although I have Scottish and Irish heritage, a little more Scottish. I, I've always wanted to explore that, but over in, uh, and actually that's, that's one of the things I, I, I like. I've, I've talked, I know people from Ireland, I know people in Scotland and that are practicing practitioners and it's, you're, you're born into it and it's taught to you from the very young age. It's like a lot of these guitar prodigies, the, all these other prodigies were given something when they were very young. They didn't wait to give it to people. And I think that, that we, I think we as a people wait too long to give certain tools to our children at the people age and are living longer. I think that they're thinking that that gives them more time to accomplish things and thus giving that procrastination ah, theory. Right. There's, you know, by the time you were 25, you had learned what you needed to become and to pass into the Druid and become a Druid. Okay. So... I think if people, I think people, I don't, I don't care what age you are, if you decide you want to start again, that's beautiful. Beautiful. It's your intent. Your intent is to go, okay, I missed out on some things. What am I missing out on? What do I need from my recipe for life? It's not working. You know what I'm saying? I, I left the eggs out. <laughs> it went flat. Why is my life flat? I left the eggs out. So I think that people often mistake that I've got time to grow with, I, I, I want to grow. Um, once again, it's, 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 you know, there is, you know, do or do not. What do you think the difference, John, is between people who say, you know, my life's feeling a little flat and I really should kind of check into that whole spirituality thing or religion thing or go to church or, yeah, I really should do something, but, eh. Not really that big of a hurry. I do it next week, as opposed to someone who's who's driven, who's at a point in their life where they're like, you know what, I need to do something, and I need to do it now. It depends on where you're at. I know that this is probably being heard by people all across, you know, up down California, probably even across the United States. So, I mean, each um, demographic has its own set of groups, and I, and a lot of them are. A lot of the, of the, if you're looking at the pagan groups um, for spirituality, uh, they have gatherings and meetings and community rituals that bring people from all the different stylings, you know, Wiccan, Witch, Strega, Druid, Asatru. Um, I mean, I can, there's, there's, there's a whole lot of different um, stylings, and there's different stylings of the Wiccans. I mean, there's two or three different kinds I know of. Um, I know it's probably more, um, and, but the thing is, is you have to immerse yourself, go to a public ritual or talk to one of the elders of the community. Um, one of the most important things I have to, to remind everybody is, is you don't have to believe the first thing you hear because some people, sometimes I believe that when we're shaking spirituality, we listen to people's words and they sound beautiful. It's like a beautiful song and it, and it, you take it in and you, and, and, and we, we human beings sometimes make too quick of a decision. Well, 2020 hindsight, oh, I should never have done that. Well, rather than making that statement, check everything out before you make a definite choice. But once you do, please take action, take part of it. And if it makes you uncomfortable, stop it. Move to the next 
area or move to the next faith or move to the next pagan group. So using some discernment, using some judgment when you're making a decision about what path resonates with you. Oh, because, I mean, there's, you know, I I listen to this. Let me go back to my music analogy. You listen to music and I hear these songs that sound cool. Then I listen to the lyrics and it's like, oh, my gosh. What the hell? They're, they're, they're talking about things to me are very disturbing, right? And so when just hearing it kind of made it, ah, it's like float into it. Okay. But let's listen to a Bob Dylan tune. Sometimes guitar isn't so good. And love you, Bob. Your voice isn't the best, is not, is not a metal walk. But listen to the words. Mm, powerful. Powerful, powerful. Words and sound. The other people are saying the songs repeated. You bet. Words. Listen to what his intent is. Mm-hmm. And his intent isn't to tell you what to do. Make it better. Thinking. Wow. <laughs> and that's a personal thing to as well. sure to catch part two of this podcast series, Finding Your Spiritual Being. Thank you for listening to Trans Transpersonal Radio. If you'd like to suggest a future future topic or be a guest, visit transpersonalradio.com. Call the hotline at 619-800-6057 or like our page, facebook.com slash transpersonalradio.